The wheel of time turns and ages come and pass, leaving memories that become legend. Legend fades to myth, and even myth is long forgotten when the age that gave it birth comes again. In one age, called the third age by some, an age yet to come, an age long past, a wind rose up in the mountains of mist. The wind was not the beginning. There are neither beginnings nor endings to the turning of the wheel of time, but it was a beginning. Welcome to the Queens of Fantasy podcast, a podcast dedicated to deeply analyzing, discussing, and reading fantasy series alongside other readers. Each season of this podcast is dedicated to a specific fantasy series and or author. In this season, we are discussing, drumroll please, (laughs) The Wheel of Time by Robert Jordan. The queens in this podcast include myself, Alex, and then Marissa, who you may know from other podcasts and <laughs> Taylor or Tay. I'm going to say Tay. Okay. And we are your guides and companions for your adventure through various fantasy worlds and currently through the Wheel of Time world. Um, you two can call me Alex Sedai. You don't know why yet, but you're going to find <laughs> out. And you are my novices currently. And once you finish the first book, you can be accepted. Um, but you are not as Sedai yet. <laughs> Well, I'm excited wow, to this, become one. This is very gatekeepy. <laughs> <laughs> You'll understand in a few in a, uh, once you start reading. <laughs> um, yeah, how are you guys feeling about the series that I forced upon you? <laughs> um, uh, well, I will say. Uh, so I'm. I'm gonna just because there's three of us. I'm just gonna say I'm Marissa. By the way, <laughs> so uh, I I'm feeling great because in approximately a year and a bit. You will not be the only person in this room to brag about having read The Wheel of Time. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it will be all three of us. <laughs> uh, I'm Taylor, and I I can agree with that because yeah. I remember you reading this and being like, book eight, <laughs> book 12, <laughs> book 15. Oh. I, yeah, I, I do remember the, the, the time in the period, the, the time period in which you read these. So... And and to be honest, I'm really excited because it is kind of iconic in terms of fantasy mm-hmm. books. I know nothing about it uh, other than apparently there's some sort of Sedai that I'm going <laughs> to learn a lot about. And but I feel like, you know, other than Lord of the Rings and, you know, Brandon Sanderson, this is one of the bigger series that you hear a lot of people talk about. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to be included in that conversation (laughs) and you know you're saying you're talking about how it's a a huge series so it's 14 books plus a prequel 15 Uh, i'm gonna use 14 and 15 interchangeably it just happens um but alongside that so it's over four million words that you know intrigues you and just a little little slice casual uh throughout the whole series we have over 2700 named characters so robert jordan is that it that's it. <laughs> Robert Jordan thought up a name and like a rough description for 2,700 different characters. And that's pretty impressive to me. <laughs> Will there be a quiz at the end? Uh, no, because I couldn't name all of them. So Wonderful. Okay. <laughs> I, um, yeah. I can't I s- wait to come in and be like, 
do you guys remember Tim from this book? Because that was my favorite character. <laughs> Very specifically. <laughs> Can I pick the most niche character? Yeah. yeah. I read this series for the first time, like, I want to say a year and a half ago now. Um, and the reason I started reading it was it was through a different um, like group of people. But this the season, sorry, the TV show was coming out. And I was like, well, I have to read before I can watch this, obviously. And then I got hooked and read the rest of the 14 books. And then on top of that, um, because this series, if you don't know anything about it, so the first 11 books were written by Robert Jordan. And then unfortunately, he passed away before he could finish. And Brandon Sanderson came on and wrote the last three books, was supposed to be the last one book. um, But with the amount of notes and information he got given, he (laughs) turned to the editor and said, this has to be more. (laughs) And so they wrote an extra three books. So it makes me incredibly sad that he never got to finish the series. Mm -hmm. And then it makes me a little like smile a lot. And I always want to laugh at the image of Brandon Sanderson coming in and being like, I'm so excited. Like, this is such an honor. And then being like, Oh my god, this is so much more than I thought. <laughs> Wait a second. <laughs> this will be taking me a lot longer. <laughs> it's like this one notebook is all I need and it's like no these 10. Yeah. Actually. <laughs> and there's an interview with Sanderson where he like says, well he talks about the call he got where it was basically from uh Harriet McDougall who was the editor and also happened to be um Robert Jordan's wife, but the editor of the series and she it was just a voicemail and it said hey this is i can't remember the exact terms but it was literally hi this is harriet mcdougall please call me back <laughs> i have something like, to talk to you about um, and he was like excuse me <laughs> oh my goodness <laughs> um so yeah he took that on and then man it like wrote the last three books and it's very much you can sense the change a little bit um i'll be intrigued to because i know you've both read some sanderson now I'll be interested to know if you can tell when it switches back and forth. Um, Jordan had written like the ending. He had written certain scenes and notes and notes and notes about the characters and their path mm-hmm. and like how that was going to end. So the fandom collectively like agrees that it maybe it's not it, it wasn't what it could have been, but it is like a good ending for the series. And like everybody was obviously happy that they got an ending for the series because right. that would have been awful. But um, yeah, that was my intro into this world and I find it very fascinating because Jordan um, his name is actually James Oliver Rigney but a pen name Robert Jordan he had a few pen names throughout his life the various types of books he was writing Um, but he was definitely influenced by Tolkien Lord of the Rings that was like his favorite series that he mentioned (laughs) yeah of course And on top of that, Sanderson was definitely influenced by Jordan. So it's very intriguing to me, knowing that I've read all of those, to see the path where the inspiration has come from. Um, Because I love it when I pick up things in Stormlight where I was like, ooh, I think this was inspired by Wheel of Time. Or you Mm -hmm. see things in Wheel of Time where you're like, this was definitely inspired by Tolkien. Mm -hmm. So yeah, I love that that pathway through well i like that acknowledgement because i feel like a lot of a lot of people don't love to give like you know it's not like common to give credit where you're getting like your inspiration from and like Mm -hmm. stuff like that but i i love when authors are really open about like who influenced them one because like it it tends to be relatively obvious anyway Mm -hmm. so i just love when it they're just like they admit to it because i'm like what like obviously you're influenced by who you read like that's that's life I don't know (laughs) like that's everything so I I appreciate that I also I mean I love Tolkien who doesn't (laughs) who doesn't but uh so I'm excited to 
to get the influence from there as well. Mm -hmm. And I currently, this book that's sitting in front of me right here is called Origins of the Wheel of Time, which is not written by Jordan, but it's basically um, a mixture of like the lore and the stuff. It is a nerd book. Not something that I would typically read, but I'm enjoying it. It's based on, you know, it explains uh, Jordan's life a little bit, and then it goes into like what influenced the Wheel of Time. And so there's quotes from Jordan himself talking about things and then like the um, connections you can make don't read it until you finish the series unless you want to be horribly spoiled <laughs> um, but i get to read it because i've read the series <laughs> so See, that's gonna be me in a year and a bit there you go yeah. <laughs> can't wait <laughs> it's funny that the only non-fiction book you read is, is a non-fiction book on a fantasy <laughs> series <laughs> i bought this i bought the wheel of time companion if you're a wheel of time fan you know these books exist and then the world of robert jordan's uh, wheel of time which are basically like dictionary encyclopedia textbooks about just the world and the world building here okay alex is taking her job very seriously (laughs) yes in the in the intro episode if you heard us talking about uh what qualifies us as a nerd this this is it (laughs) this is (laughs) is a clear example yeah this is what i should have said um so another couple facts about just the series in general originally um he was set to do a six book series and then it turned into a nine book series and then it became 12 and then it became 14 so it has gotten you know doubled in size over over doubled in size (laughs) throughout the term yeah and originally before he even got a book deal it was going to be a trilogy so it really grew from uh from nothing to a lot (laughs) a beast that couldn't be tamed yes this is true (laughs) um okay so i'm gonna go over like sort of just a general overview of the world because and all 2700 characters (laughs) (laughs) i will name all of them (laughs) Because um, I do think that it is helpful to get a sense of like the world you're about to jump into. Yes. I think it might make the world building a little bit easier. Um, I'm going to try very hard not to spoil. Things. I actually can I can I ask a question first? Sure. Uh, so how did you find the world building? Did you find it like really well introduced, or is it kind of jarring? I'm just curious what your. Um, I don't without think spoiling, obviously, it was but... jarring for me the first time I read it, but I think that looking back. It would have been helpful to have, have a an understanding. Bit of an yeah. And I do think I got like a slight um, explanation. So that's kind of why I feel mm-hmm. like it's a good thing to have like the general overview of like the world you're going to go into. Right. I like that personally with books. So that's also kind of where I. Anyway. Okay. Yeah. 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 Great. So um, the general, I guess, religion or philosophy of this world is um, based on like turning of the wheel and that time is a wheel. And so what has passed will come again. Kind of that's the general that's what people in this world like believe. So there's a lot of talk of like the wheel weaves as the wheel wills is like a common saying in this. Right. And currently we are sit in set in the third age of this time. Um, there was third age, you know, third age, third age, third age is the week. I'm tar- starting right with the Tolkien esque yeah. vibe of the, the third age. Um, and Are you sure he read Tolkien? Or? <laughs> Maybe not. <laughs> um, and previously we had the first age, and then we had the Age of Legends, which is like the second age. Um, I didn't know this. I, I feel like I should have known this because you can see it um, vaguely, but it didn't really occur to my head. But um, Jordan has said previously that it's like a distant future, both a distant future and a distant past of our own Earth, right? So well, you that makes sense if time is a wheel. Then. Yeah, you wouldn't know from looking at the map because I don't think it necessarily looks like Earth. Um, but there are like very, very vague references to like mythology that we know 
and certain like artifacts. Okay. So like you can see that, which is why I find I think it's a little bit interesting with our discussion about low and high fantasy because it is high fantasy. It's its own world. But technically, there's like the connection. To right. There. So whether you want to call it something in the middle, I wouldn't think so because you are learning a brand new world, but you may catch little things being like, hey, I think this is what this means. Hmm. Interesting. So you know. Yes. Um, okay, where am I in my notes? So yeah, the wheel basically uses, you know, the lives of people to weave a pattern, which is like the pattern of the world. They talk a lot about the pattern and the threads of people's lives and weaving. And that's kind of the whole, I don't know, sense of the wheel of time. So very like Greek fates vibes as like, you know, weaving and life lifelines and that kind of thing um story is set in the third age like i mentioned um the current age like vibe <laughs> i guess is sort of your typical like medieval style people are fighting with swords and bows and there's magic they're they're using magic to heal people but also there's like your typical you know wise woman who will give you herbs to right. heal that way um so we're not like technologically advanced um but there's magic in the world so okay Favorite kind of world. Yeah, that vibe. And this came across because the second age, they were very advanced. Um, but then there was a specific event called the breaking of the world. And it basically like set everybody back. And so right. now we've gone back to like the base level and are moving forward again. So there's a lot of times where they're learning magic that people in the past knew or they can't quite get to that level of magic because, you know, it was in the past. And after the breaking of the world, it was like forgotten. And another thing that happened with the breaking of the world is like the layout of the land changed. So like the continents moved, like there was a lot of disruption in the way that the, the actual land was shaped. Interesting. Okay. So yeah, the breaking of the world is basically like the apocalypse that broke apart continents, um, et cetera, et cetera. And the way the magic system works here is there are two halves called Sidin and Sidar. And they are like the male half of the power and the female half. And currently, because of the situation that happened, the breaking of the world, the male half of the power is tainted. So any male channeler, is what they call them, is basically destined to go insane and do crazy things because their half of the power is so tainted that it just it kills them, basically. <laughs> um, so the female channelers are the only ones that can really do magic um, out in like public i guess good for them yeah, yeah. <laughs> love that so very much like the strong um magical people in particularly the start of the book are the women any questions <laughs> no i'm excited to see some strong female magic users we like it absolutely um and these two sides of the magic like they can do very much the same thing like the it doesn't necessarily mean that like the men were stronger than the women or in any way there's very specific differences between the magic like the way it's wielded and they can do many of the same things but in different ways um but yeah at the time that this we're in this story is sidene is tainted so that basically ma any male channeler is doomed to go mad um and then the one power is what it's called overall one power has the two parts um has like different threads that you channel together to create a weave that's how like that's the terminology that they use when they're talking about doing like basically a spell. Interesting. A weave okay. or channeling. Um, so in the previous ages, all channelers were considered Aes Sedai, but now it's just the women that are called Aes Sedai. And once you become an Aes Sedai, you take on that name. So your first name would be your first name and then Sedai. That's like the um, like honorary title, basically. Okay. So 
that's why Alex Sedai is here to call me. <laughs> well, I can't uh, wait yeah. to become one. And these uh, female Aes Sedai are bound by three oaths. So uh, the three oaths are to speak no word that is not true. Keep in mind the way these are written. <laughs> to make no weapon by which one man may like kill another. I feel like I'm entering a fey world here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and never to use the one power as a weapon except against dark friends or shadow spawn or in the last extreme defense of her life, the life of her warder or another Aes Sedai. So they can't just you know, use magic as a weapon, like, to kill people for no reason kind of thing. They can't lie, but you heard the way that was worded, and uh, you can't make weapons, basically. So those are the rules that they bind themselves by when you become an Aes Sedai. You know, a little less fun, but okay, that's fine. (laughs) There are ways around it. (laughs) The breaking of the world was caused by someone they called the dragon. And so every age, the dragon is reborn, basically. And the, the reborn dragon is destined to destroy the dark force or become the dark force or you know the the destiny the prophecy there depends on who you're talking to Um, right it'll depend on which way that someone basically uh believes that okay is that a good way of explaining that (laughs) i feel like interprets is is the word yeah okay yeah i I mean i feel like i kind of get what you're saying yeah so in this age the dragon has been reborn and we are basically on a quest to find the Dragon Reborn, and uh, you'll see what happens. <laughs> <laughs> so the general story is our three um, main boys uh, have to travel away from their home, you know, the journey, um, as one of them is the Dragon Reborn and either must save the world or break the world. Um, they also happen to be something called Taviran, which is basically a Taviran is something that the wheel spits out when the pattern starts to um, deviate from its correct path and the pattern weaves around a Taviran. So like things happen around these Taviran to fix the pattern, basically. They're kind of special. Um, And then along our journey are a bunch of others included in what I called the fellowship, (laughs) because you'll understand. (laughs) And like the stories merge in and out along the way. And so our first book is one POV. And then from there, it just expands into everybody else's. Um, and something that I love about this series specifically is the start of every first chapter in every book is the same, like the very first paragraph is the same. And I wanted to read it because I just like it. <laughs> I made it. you both read it already, but I will reread it now. So the wheel of time turns and ages come and pass, leaving memories that become legend. Legend fades to myth and even myth is long forgotten when the age that gave it birth comes again. In one age, called the third age by some, an age yet to come, an age long past, a wind rose in the mountains of mist. The wind was not the beginning. There are neither beginnings nor endings to the turning of the wheel of time, but it was a beginning. And that is the first paragraph of every book in the series. Goosebumps. Yes. <laughs> I hope you enjoy. <laughs> I really enjoy that. All right. So any questions on like the general vibe? <laughs> I feel as though I'm understanding a little bit about the world, enough to definitely jump in. I don't think I have any questions. Yeah. You might have more questions once you start. We can talk about them in the next episode. Like, I can correct or say yes or no, basically. Um, But, yeah, I just wanted to give... I'm going to have fun torturing you about questions where you're... You get a look where you're like, I can't say anything. They say, <laughs> the wheel weaves as the wheel wills. <laughs> or read and find out. There you go. Uh, okay. I did want to introduce like our our main OG crew of, uh, how many do I got here? One, two, three, 
Eight. Or fellowship. Yes. Oh, maybe that's maybe it's nine. That's six. Seven, eight, nine. Yep. Our fellowship, basically. Um, I will not be introducing every character, uh, for obvious reasons, because there are twenty seven hundred. What but do you mean? Just wanted to give uh an intro into some of them. I've written down things here that like don't necessarily mean anything to you guys yet, but uh, I think it's funny. So we're here's your intro. Also, they <laughs> might not help. <laughs> So our uh, our Gandalf is Moraine Domadred or Moraine Sedai, um, and she is an Aes Sedai, clearly. Um, we don't know that at first, but it gets out pretty quickly, so slight spoiler, but you're going to be like, yeah, this is, this is her. <laughs> um, and technically, and I'm saying this with a grain of salt, she is our bi character of the book. However, mm. it's a little tropey. In that it's like briefly mentioned vaguely in the prequel. Oh, I can't wait to harp on this. That she <laughs> may have had a BFF. <laughs> and oh, then at some point she, she had a gal pal. Yes. <laughs> they call them uh, pillow friends, I think. Ooh. They, she, they will, whoa. Like in the book? Yes. Like he, yes. <laughs> he yes. calls them pillow friends? Pillow friends, yes. <laughs> I believe that's I, the term I, I both hate it and love it. Yeah. Like I'm happy and upset. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm inner turmoil for Marissa. <laughs> so I like to go with it because, and in the show, they've really gone like, yes, 100%. Um, but it's not like the diversity be, that I would to love. To be a little bit fair, I know these were written in the 90s, yeah. I believe. And so that, uh, and I'm not. They started not in the ex- 90s. They didn't not, end in the 90s. I'm not accepting the fact that like this was not acceptable, but it was talked about less. It was very mm-hmm. like bisexual representation was not really there. If you're thinking of like even Buffy the Vampire Slayer in which they Spoilers for Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> I don't think we're gonna come to yeah. that. Uh, Willow, it like probably if made nowadays would have been bisexual, but they made her very much a lesbian. Yeah, because putting a bisexual in the mainstream media was like very much not okay. Yeah, I'm not justifying it by any means. There's a but... few characters in here where we're just me like they're just just say they're gay. <laughs> like, yes. it is. That's just who they are. <laughs> okay, that I didn't. I don't, I think you might have told me this and I might have forgotten, but I I was not aware there was going to be anything close to LGBTQ <laughs> in here, so. Yeah, it's not the diversity that I would like, but it is, it's there vaguely, so okay, I Okay, mean... I'm very curious about that, so <laughs> that has piqued my interest. Yes, and then, so Moraine, and we have her trusty sidekick, uh, the warder to Moraine, Lan Mandragorin, which is just a great, a great term. I believe it's actually Al Lan, but no. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and Aragorn is that you? <laughs> That's what oh. I had to say about him. <laughs> um, but he often, um, I said I bond uh, warders, and it's so that like they have someone to protect them because they can't necessarily use a weapon, so they have their warder to fight for them. Um, and it's also like sometimes a partner, sometimes just your friend, sometimes just your like most. So they trusted can't advisor. craft weapons to kill other people, but they can yeah. hire them. Yes. Very <laughs> Correct. There's some flaws with the three rules. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, and then we have Egwene Alvier, which for the longest time until I heard the audiobook, I just said Eugene. I don't know why. It's spelt E-G-W-E-N-E, which is not e- Eugene, but... I would have said Eugene. That's just how I said it in my head. I mean, but it's however Egwene. you say a name in a fantasy book is how, is it how it's said. Yeah, it's Egwene. Um, and I have for her, I can do anything better than you. And also Tyrand or not Tyrand, which again, you're not going to understand yet. But I just think <laughs> it's funny. 
<laughs> then we have uh, Nynaeve Almira, which is our most stubborn babe. My mm. way or the highway. <laughs> um, she's the village wisdom, which is like the wise woman of the village. So the healer, mm, okay. you know, the weather um, person. <laughs> She's predicting the weather, that kind of thing. Yeah. The meteorologist. (laughs) Yeah. And I called her naive until the audiobooks. I just, the way it's spelled, I was just like, yeah, naive. That works. (laughs) Yeah. No. Um, And also I wrote, maybe she's born with it. Maybe it's magic. (laughs) I love that. I'm laughing at my own jokes. Like, this is hilarious to me. (laughs) We unfortunately don't know what's happening with your jokes, but we will... I laugh promise later. in a couple books I will laugh at that. Yeah. There, there will be a, a later laugh coming. Yes. Pending. I have pending. It's a pending laugh. <laughs> it's a pending joke. A preview. Uh, then we have Tom Marilyn, which it's spelled T H O M. That makes me upset. So I say Tom. I just like, it makes me upset looking at how this name is spelled. And I know it's fine. It just, it's making me mad. It's shortened Thomas, but like, they it's never not quite as bad Thomas. as Cole, but it's good in there. Yeah, yeah. And he's the bard of our group, uh, the Gleeman, the storyteller. Right, I accept it a little bit more. I feel like a bard would spell his name like that. Yeah. <laughs> also, like, mm, Tom. That tracks. He was like, actually, I need to add an H here. <laughs> Also, Tom, how old are you? Mm-hmm. Um, and then we have Loyal, who is our friendly neighborhood Ogier, which is basically, I want to... Don't. I feel like you're like on the border <laughs> of a spoiler or... Hold it in. Sort of. I want to equate working. them to like an ent, basically. Oh, Tolkien, okay. But they're not a tree. <laughs> so, oh, okay. but it's similar vibes, I guess. Um, what is an ent when you remove the ent tree? Yeah, when you remove the tree. Yeah. A stick. You'll find out. <laughs> a stick. No, a stick is part of a tree day. <laughs> yes. Yeah, but you took the tree away. Just a stick. Yeah, no, just a stick. <laughs> yes. And uh, Loyal, Loyal is um, always wanting to read his books, so just let him read his books. That's that's what Ooh, I feel about him. Same. We love I'm already Loyal. vibing with Loyal. <laughs> <laughs> and then finally, our three Tavirin, um, Dragon Reborn, where are you? Personally, I think it's... It's fairly obvious from the start, but I'm not going to spoil it, so you guys can make your own guesses. Um, first up, we have Randall Thor. He's our token redhead. And if you noticed in my Egwene thing, I said to Rand or not to Rand. <laughs> uh, just like the wind, you wool-headed sheep herder you. <laughs> this is something he's often called the wool-headed sheep herder. I love it. We also is that have... an insult or a term of <laughs> yes, endearment? Yes, uh, both. <laughs> Depending <laughs> just, on who says just, it. Yeah. Uh, Paranebara, who's our gentle giant. He's not a giant, but... He's very gentle, but he's big. Um, just let me be a blacksmith already. And he gives me big Rowan vibes from Aragon. You know who I'm talking yes. about. And then uh, we have Matrim Coffin, who we call Matt. And uh, I know I said I would try not to be biased about these characters, but he is my one true love. Our bad boy king. Oh, <laughs> of course. And Matt, don't touch that. So. Okay, so I've known a lot of Matts in my life. I just want to <laughs> say this. And Matt, don't touch that. It is is a slogan for Honestly, Matt. <laughs> Matt, if you're listening to this. Don't touch it. Okay. <laughs> Don't touch that. <laughs> and then some other big characters who I will not like even describe, but I'll just name. We've got Elaine Trahand, Avienda, Min Farshaw, um, our bad general bad characters, um, the Forsaken, the Dark One, obviously. And then these are not bad characters, but Suan Sanche, Varen uh, Mathwin, or Varen Sedai. And uh, yeah, those are just the ones that off the top of my head, I was like, these are important people. Um, yeah, there's literally no way to name all of the por- important ones, what I just said, but those are a brief few. So that's our cast. 
sort of. <laughs> but the main ones are the ones I gave you descriptions of. Those are the people that we're going to be following the most. Any questions yet? Um, I'm going to guess no. Perrin. Ooh, Perrin's you your guess immediately? Yeah. Is no, I just like, this is a blind guess. Like, no. I, I, I've gotten one line about each of the characters. <laughs> okay, well, we're doing straight that. Vibes. Mine's Rand. Rand? Yeah. Okay. Rand and Perrin. Yeah, I want to say first. Rand. I wanted to say Rand because there was a joke earlier about Rand, which makes Rand feel very important. But I think that might be a red herring. Red-headed red herring. The red-headed red herring. I'm going to pick up like the first chapter. I'm like, I'm, I was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's definitely Matt now. <laughs> oh, don't put a Matt in charge of... If Matt's in charge of fixing the 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 time disruptance, that's hilarious because this is going to be chaotic. Well, Actually, you know what? I almost destroy. want to say it's Matt because that would explain the 15 books. <laughs> Every Matt I know, if they were put in charge of like fixing discrepancies in time, they would not fix it. It would become more problematic. I need you to know that I'm screaming inside right now. <laughs> this is incredible. <laughs> oh. I love Matt. <laughs> okay. So my general like content warnings or like issues with the book, one was already kind of discussed, but the the magic system is very, very gender specific. And yeah. I don't think that this was something he did in a malicious way at all, but it is worth noting that it is very specifically gender. So there's Things a lot of- Things can be done that are problematic and definitely not malicious, but that doesn't make them any less problematic. Yeah. 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 So it's worth noting. Yeah. That's- yeah, the non-binary the people in this world were just yeah, not written about it. <laughs> they were not <laughs> put in a lot, apparently. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, and there's going to be this is going to bother Taylor. I'm sure it'll bother Marissa too. But there's a lot of repeating phrases and like just general <sighs> scenarios that you know. So like um, a lot of skirt smoothing. Oh. oh. Um, wives yelling at their husbands or husbands complaining about their wives like that's like kind of a vibe of some relationships quite often. Not necessarily the main, but it'll pop up in like mm -hmm. the villages and and this kind of thing um and then they do a lot of like um like hitting as punishment in like situations like spanking and like that kind of thing uh, oh. that just pops up a lot like, and i'm just like like, like banking <laughs> no or just no not banking? in not in sexy way <laughs> okay <laughs> yeah. non sexy spanking yeah like you, got it yeah that pops up like like child abuse spanking yeah but not but in also... like under the light of child abuse but it is <laughs> yeah okay yeah yeah definitely problematic yeah um and then there's not a huge a huge amount of diversity of like sexuality or anything like that probably Gal because pals? it was in the the 90s um, <laughs> was it pillow friends pillow friends <laughs> pillow friends i believe is there. i want to say pillow pets but that's wrong i know oh, it's no. wrong <laughs> that is a different thing yeah. Um, just because it was written in the 90s doesn't mean this is like, oh, that's fine. But I do think that's probably part of why it didn't pop up. I have read a lot of older books that deal with LGBTQ and like it's definitely not an excuse, but obviously it was more likely to get published and popular if it was contributing to the norms of society. Mm -hmm. So I, I get where that's coming from there. It's going to be something that I mean, Mary and Pippin live together kind yeah, of thing, yeah. you know, like, like, that's, it's that's like the they were really yeah. we know what's going on. <laughs> Let's be real here. <laughs> um, and then obviously, you know, there's swords. So there's general like battle fighting, violence, that kind of thing. Um, there is torture that pops up at times. And then there is um, specifically one that comes to mind, uh, assault that pops up. But I will warn and give an actual trigger warning when we get to the book where that pops up are we speaking sexual assault yes okay not as explicit as like a game of thrones it's not going into detail like that but it's there and it's not 
great, obviously. Yeah. Um, and it's it's not like how do I describe? I mean, it? it's something it's something that's good to know before, like for listeners who are maybe thinking about reading along with us, mm-hmm. that that will come up. Uh, I I appreciate that it's not explicit, but yeah. I know that 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 it's always disappointing to me when that comes up in a series and I'm not aware of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I appreciate that that's being mentioned right now. Yeah. And it's not, yeah, it's not as explicit or graphic, but it's still there and it's, it's still going to be fun yeah. to be able to read. Okay. Um, yeah. So those are my general content warnings. And also do not, I repeat, do not, <laughs> do not look up these characters. Do not look up things. Ask me because you will be spoiled. I did this to myself. There's like four different wikis with all of this information on it, but please just ask me first. <laughs> okay. Because you, you will spoil yourself. I, you I are don't my think wiki. I've ever looked up something with a character other than how to pronounce their name. Yeah. The only thing I will say is I do believe um, the show casted the characters very well. So, like the looks of people, I don't like saying that because just the personality and the vibe of the characters in the books very much comes through in the characters they. Uh, the actors they chose to pick for the main characters I think um so if you feel like you want to see a real life version of them like I you can look up those pictures but don't look up information about them because you're going to be spoiled I will literally not look up anything I will come to you and you will have to look it up and send I bought the two like encyclopedias of the series (laughs) just for that reason perfect (laughs) um yeah I want to hear some blind predictions from you guys because I mean, to be fair, I know nothing. Mm-hmm. So I feel like I, I've given the most blind prediction I can give, which is that parent is. This is true. I don't know born. what you're going to predict. <laughs> I um, mean, it feels I like it feels like if I'm going off of what you said, mm-hmm. I'm feeling like Moraine and Lan are going to have something going on. <laughs> They're going to do things. <laughs> no, like like I, I'm thinking like romantic? romantically, but. <sighs> This I'll is, just say this. Okay, so Lan and Moraine, not romantic. Very much platonic friendship, and I actually love that for this series okay. because they um they're just like trusting. They are just friend like it's it's just like there and it's like one way that Warders and I today interact, but in other places they are married or together and that kind of thing. One thing I should also point out in this series, there's lots of um like multiple partner relationships. Polyamorous? Yes, yeah. So that does come up quite a bit, um, which could be representation. Some people are like, oh, it's just Jordan's like fantasy. Take it however you want to take it, I guess. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's interesting that that's in there, but not other kinds of yeah. representation. Interesting that that popped up. Like that that one wasn't taboo for the time. Yeah, that makes the pillow friends feel a little bit more uncomfortable. A little more pointed. <laughs> Maybe. <laughs> but... <laughs> Guess we'll. Guess I'll make that judgment when I yeah. when you get read to the term "pillow friends," <laughs> which I was not expecting. <laughs> it doesn't come in uh, right at first, but yeah, I am very excited to take this adventure with the two of you. I don't have too much more to say about this except to. Well, I think maybe uh, a good thing might be to go through how we're formatting a little bit of the 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 book, mm-hmm. just so people can get in. I just meant the the series itself because i don't want to yes, get into yes, a spoiler yes. um any more than i maybe already have can i know the name of the world it doesn't I don't actually know. have a name oh but the name that the fans call it will spoil something for you so i can't give you that uh, so so no okay so <laughs> how dare you ask the name of the world but Sorry. generally it's, it's not funny. really called anything um the town we start out in is in the two rivers it's called emmons field that's where we start all right yes 
and I had a thought, but I lost it, so it couldn't have been that important. Okay, our first uh, book is called The Eye of the World. That's where we start out. You know, we're going to call it The Wheel of Time, but The Wheel of Time is the overall series. The first book is The Eye of the World. So we're starting out with that. There are basically three kind of chunks of the book, so we're going to split this up into three sections. So our first book is going to end, or sorry, our first paragraph. Oh my goodness. Our first podcast <laughs> is going to be prologue to the end of chapter 20 is what I want you guys to read right. too. So for my um, copy, I think it was page 313 was the last page I read. Also worth mentioning, Jordan has a lot of prologues and epilogues in his books. <laughs> so sometimes there's two, sometimes they're 92 pages long, uh, sometimes there's none. You never know. <laughs> All right. Yes. Um, so the first book, we're going to split into three different podcasts. The second one, I believe we're just going to do two, I'm thinking, um, currently. I got to think on that a little bit more, but two feels right for that one. And then we're going to go from there. Um, I have them all written out what I'm generally going to go for. But all you need to know currently is the first one is going to be split into three and the second one's going to be split into two. And I think the general sort of overview of those podcasts is going to be us just doing a brief overview of like the plot where we've got to so far mm -hmm. you two can ask any questions and fill in any gaps because i'll just do the general synopsis and then we can do some predictions and then any fun questions we come up with along the way and yeah i like that fun. i'm so excited to have scheduled talking about books time with you <laughs> That's the real important thing. <laughs> yeah. And I am very happy that we chose to start this podcast with a 14 book series, 15 book series, just really jumping into the deep end. Yes. <laughs> just yes. locked in for right. a locked solid year and a half. With 15 books. Yeah. Yeah. So we're that. going to try and release like a book a month is the rough yep. um, what we're aiming for. Maybe that'll speed up. Maybe it'll slow down depending on I mean, on obviously readers can read at their own pace too and just. Yeah. Like you don't have to obviously listen to the episodes as soon as they come out. They're there for when you get to that part. Um, I'm personally really excited to just look really closely at a series and books and really talk deeply about them mm -hmm. uh, instead of just giving overviews, which is always fun. But I, I, I love breaking up sections and like talking deeply about like what I liked and what I didn't like. So I'm really I'm really excited for this. Yeah, get into the meat of it. Yes. Sink our teeth in. That's right. <laughs> yes. And I'm very excited to, you know, force this upon you too. You say very force a lot, even as I if we like, didn't yeah. want to do this. Yeah, like, and I mean I feel like I feel like you're thinking it's forced or wanting it to be forced. True. Well, We're I'm very only willing. saying that as in like if you guys hate it all of a sudden, like right away you're like, This is wrong. I then mean I'll to, be like, Well, too bad, you're stuck. <laughs> to be fair, we've done that to ourselves. Like we have stuck ourselves. Yeah. Truly both of you have agreed. And so. honestly, that might make things interesting so yeah if, if we don't there's gonna it be might actually we don't be like... really fun if one of us hates it because yeah. it will be one person really picking it apart <laughs> <laughs> there is so i mean 14 books you're gonna have high points and low points obviously um there is a section that much of the fandom calls quote unquote the slog the reason that i think it gets called that is because he was releasing books roughly every year and if you read the end of one book and you had to wait a whole year to get like information that's like going on at the same time because that happens a little bit in certain ones like that would be probably really annoying it doesn't necessarily right. advance the story but when you can binge your way through it much less of a slog personally mm -hmm. like i didn't feel it as bad as i think some people did like i know it caused a lot of people to be like you yeah, know i can't i'm done but for me because i can just move on and continue reading the next right. book it didn't bother me and those last four books are just such great build up and intensity 
to the finale is yeah it, a great stretch of books truly i i can understand that i feel as somebody who loves to speed read through series uh and maybe that, that's what we can talk about really quickly as we close up here i think that's going to be my challenge personally especially when we get to the slower sections because normally I try to take those parts faster because I'm just like let's just get through this and so me having to stop is going to probably (laughs) piss me off more than anything else and I think that's going to be the big challenge for me is just stopping and then not especially if it's like I'm really getting into the story I'm going to want to keep reading and I'm going to have to stop and I I know we've kind of said, you know, we could get a little bit ahead of where we're talking about as long as we take good notes, but I know myself and if I get a little bit ahead, I'm going to be three books ahead. So <laughs> I just back. have to hold back and it's going to annoy me. I'm going to complain about it. Look, so. Marissa, just, we're sitting in a room with 200 unread books. I know I have other options, but <laughs> what you're saying to me is read this book, but don't read all of it. And that feels torturous. <laughs> so yeah. that that's more, that's like my main, I'll, I, it'll be fine and it'll be fun. But I'm just, I'm, there's going to be one or two times where I'm like, can we record this so I can keep reading? <laughs> I will say that I will not do to you because um, I don't know if this is where Sanderson got it or if they just wrote similar, but like the endings, very intense in most of the, all of these books. So I will not cut an ending in half. You get the whole yeah. ending. Yeah. <laughs> Promise. I appreciate that. <laughs> Thank you. Because that would be awful. <laughs> yeah, that would hurt. Yeah. What are you thinking, maybe, Tay, of, like, are you thinking there's anything you're going to struggle with? Like, um, or am I alone in wanting to binge the yeah, whole Yeah, no, I'm going to be totally fine. I don't know what your problem is. <laughs> <laughs> you're totally overreacting. <laughs> um, you no, know, that could be a challenge, but I think we'll... We'll get through it. It'll it's be also okay. Like, it's a little bit of a fun challenge, to be honest, as well, because I, I haven't, even when I was in school, I would read ahead of the class. So I've never really, like, broken it up like this, like, reading something specifically. So I, I think it's going to be also really interesting. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to give you the time to get deeper into it. You're yeah, going to be absolutely. able to really sit <laughs> with to sit your with thoughts the story. and information <laughs> yes, like and go that. back, double check things. Um, I do have a question for you now that I'm thinking about it. Any of those names that I said, any of them stick out to you? Are you intrigued by any specific character right off the bat that I mentioned? I mean, I'm curious about Moraine and I'm curious about what you mean with this like by queen aspect and like how much of that is going to play in. I also feel a little bit like Tom's going to be super interesting. I mean, bards are famously storytellers well annoying and interesting and quirky Mm -hmm. and i am usually drawn to that character so i'm curious if that's going to play into that stereotype or maybe be against that stereotype which is also very fun but i think tom is going to be an interesting character for me uh tom is personally i think those two stood out the most just off of a one or two line description yeah um i agree with maureen has definitely immediately caught attention maureen is cool like, I just want to know her. Um, I also want to get into the end. That's not an end situation. I want to know what you yeah, mean. That was I, I feel like loyal. without that description, Loyal was not that intriguing, but I don't know what that means. So, so yeah. When we get into the Ogier system, I can explain more like what an Ogier is, but it does get explained in the book. So, like, I don't want to be like, oh, this is exactly what it is, mm-hmm. you know, right away, because there is more of an explanation there. But, We'll get there. Yeah, Loyal's great. I'm also yeah. curious if Matt or Matrim, Matrim. Mm-hmm. Matrim is going to fit every Matt stereotype I have. 
Um, he might. It, <laughs> he might. <laughs> Alex is like, I could see it. Uh, I very um, much will talk about if he does fit that stereotype. My friend Matt, who I do a different podcast with, who is chaotic as hell. So I'm very excited to, I don't know, send. I, if, if they're the same person, I will be sending screenshots of the story to the real life Matt to be like, you know what? You're just a trope, actually. <laughs> this is funny because one of my closest friends is also a Matt. So And Matt is chaotic. And <laughs> I have never met a Matt who has not used the phrase, that's a future Matt problem. <laughs> and like I I can think of three Matt who I know who have all used that phrase. <laughs> and I feel like that encapsulates the Matt pro- thought process. So I'm expecting that vibe. This is a future Matt problem. And then future Matt is like, I hate myself. <laughs> mm-hmm. Excited. Oh, Excited to meet him. This is something that I just thought of now, clearly, since it just came out. Anyways, um, there are, in my copy of the book, there's only one prologue um, in Eye of the World, but there are actually two. I don't know if either of you will have it in your copy. Uh, I think it was like written after. Okay. Um, but I will check. find it and send you guys a link so you can read that as well because okay. it's also a nice intro in there. Okay. Um, and something so specifically, it, the prologue is about um Egwene, and in the show, they have um like in the book, just three boys are Taviran. In the show, they've called looped her into that group as Taviran as well. Um, which personally I think is just like an add to the story because she should definitely be included in that group. Um, so that's something to think about is she's a cool character as well. They're mm-hmm. all cool characters, okay? <laughs> and maybe we can put that link in Discord or on a social or something. Yeah. For whoever for sure. is reading and doesn't have the second prologue. Yeah, that's a great idea. I shall find it Thank for you. you. <laughs> I will not search. I can't remember exactly <laughs> when it was written. Um how long after but we've been told not to google so we have to listen <laughs> i'll also send you the link to the sanderson interview where he talks about the amount of notes he got um and just generally re- writing the story because i very much love the way he looked at how he was going to write this book like one of the quotes from it is that he wasn't sure if he wanted to be the person to finish it he was kind of like should it be finished if it can't be finished by robert jordan but then he said if i don't do it like, I want to be the person that messes it up because it won't be what it could be. But if someone else messes it up, it'll be my fault. So I must do it. <laughs> <laughs> I must be the one to wreck it. <laughs> Honestly, the Brent Sanderson having to finish this for Robert Jordan is part of the intrigue of this series for I me. I think just to jump off of that, I think part of the intrigue, too, is that I don't hear a lot of complaints. Mm-hmm. about Brandon Sanderson and the way he finished it, which is an impressive thing. Yeah, because yeah. it could go so wrong. Yeah. Yeah. I, and, and there's so many times where even, you know, another author touches someone else's work and it's it just falls apart. And the fact that that didn't happen is also very intriguing to me. Mm-hmm. And impressive. Like, it's just like from a writing standpoint, one, that's a lot of pressure, but that's, that's even shifting out your voice and mm-hmm. trying to take on someone else's while also trying to remain creative and without that like overpowering you like yeah that's impressive like, almost having to get into a character to write of it. someone yeah. else to be <laughs> the yeah. author and the sheer amount of the sheer amount of information that he got given to and had to sift through mind-blowing like i can't i can't even imagine looking at all that and being like okay 
let me piece this together yeah, because oh, he see, says that part sounds fun yeah <laughs> jordan didn't write linear, linearly linearly so he would jump around like he would write a scene here move along yeah. to something else write a scene there he very specifically wrote the ending but um had jumped around to certain parts and sanderson basically had to piece it all together and go through he knows there are areas where he didn't do it right or didn't do it as like it maybe should have been so like he's aware there are certain areas and like i wouldn't say there's um a huge amount of complaints but there are certain things that people are like oh yeah no like sanders we messed up on this a little bit but overall it was yeah. completed well i just like i mean overall like yeah. i haven't heard people be like i am so upset that sanderson took this on yeah. and i'm sure there's people who have that opinion but it's not a major enough voice that i've heard it from outside the fandom mm-hmm. so that's always really intriguing to me it just means not only did Jordan craft something with so much care that somebody else could take over it, but also like that the the fans, even though they felt the change, respected the mm-hmm. the work that Sanderson put into it. And I just I I love that it got finished. Um, because I, I I like to believe I don't know anything about Jordan other than what you've told me today. But as most off, most authors would want the story to the readers to get the end of the story so i'm happy mm-hmm. that that not only got to happen but in a way that people enjoy yeah and i in this book that's sitting in front of me um there is like more information on that like originally he when he got the diagnosis that he was basically he had this disease i can't remember exactly what it's called um so like his prognosis was like a year to four years depending on the kinds of treatment he was gonna get right and so he said like nope I'm going to live for 30 more years. I'm going to get finished all the books that I'm going to like that are in my head. I'll be there. And then once it was like kind of became clear that that probably wasn't going to happen, he stayed optimistic, but he had like two assistants um, and his editor all were like at his bedside basically every day, like just recording notes, things that he had wanted to happen. Um, He would dictate things. He would write notes himself. So he and like his one of his dying wishes to Harriet was find someone to finish finish this this series for and like he died i believe the date was september 16th and she called brandon sanderson september 26th so it was like this is going to be finished for you like that was i'm not gonna cry yeah i'm like tearing up (laughs) oh my gosh i read the eulogy that she wrote for him in here and i sobbed no it's okay it was very sad (laughs) no i can't Um, and i yeah, no, it, it it makes me tear up to think about this, just the situation in general, like knowing you won't be there to finish it, but being like, you have to find someone to finish this for me. And she had read Mistborn, and that's what made her call Sanderson to be like, will you finish this? And he was a huge fan, and he had written uh, eulogy on his blog once he found out that Jordan had died, just to be like, hey, this was an amazing author. I'm sad about the story. Like, it was very nice and so she read that and then she read Mistborn and then she called him and was like hey want to finish this (laughs) and so I find the whole scenario very fascinating obviously sad um but I do love that that we got the ending and and we were able to finish up the book Mm -hmm. yeah yeah (laughs) I'm sure I will have other Jordan facts that pop up um once I finish this book and as we're going through I, Mm -hmm. I know like a, maybe not a significant amount about this guy's life but like uh, a lot because i'm reading like literally i don't know a biography about him kind of <laughs> and uh yeah i really enjoy this series love it and i am hyped for you to to come through it with me and i'm intrigued to see what you pick out that i maybe missed or 
see where you like guess things that are completely wrong or guess things that are completely right. I'm very, I'm very intrigued to hear that. <laughs> That's going to be fun for me. I'm excited to go through this with you as our guide. Oh. I feel yeah, same. like it'll be a better experience for me having you Aww. there. Thank you. <laughs> don't cry. Don't cry. <laughs> all right. So that is all I have to say about this book series. Hopefully that got anybody listening slightly intrigued. Um, Flay did the the overview justice if you did read the books. If I didn't, I don't want to hear about it, so don't <laughs> tell me. Um, yeah, you can find us on Instagram at Queens of Fantasy Pod. You can also find us on Discord. Um, Marissa will put that link in the description of this podcast. Yes. Sorry, I'm I've heard the ending of podcasts millions of times and like it's hard when you have to do can it. Can I right? can I do it myself? We're finding out. <laughs> um definitely by your fourth one, it'll like roll off. Yeah. <laughs> definitely, you know, give us a like, review, subscribe, whatever you have to do to to help boost the podcast. Join us on Discord, follow us on Instagram, you know, send us messages if you're excited to join. And uh, yeah, you can find me personally if you would like to um, at a creative owl on Instagram. Uh, Marissa. Uh, so I have you? a couple places you can find me depending on what you want to find me for. So uh, feel free to seek out my personal Instagram at Maddie Dancer. I also run a video game podcast and Twitch channel uh, with some friends. One of them is named Matt. <laughs> so you can meet him and bug him because please do. And that's at Crown Heathens on, you know, all the social medias. And I also have a different, it's more of a sister podcast to this one, to be honest. Uh, it's called The Book Jar Pod, and which I run with one of my best friends, Megan, where we talk about a variety of books, a variety of genres, and give more overviews of which ones we've liked and not liked and all that good stuff. You can find us on instagram at the book jar pod and we also have a discord that will be linked you can also hear from me occasionally on that podcast and taylor once on that podcast yes. so. <laughs> there you go there you go all right tay um you can find me in a cozy corner curled up with my cat in a book and nowhere else um don't tell secret. you where that corner is because i actually don't want you to find me <laughs> yeah so no go read I'm, I'm ready to get going here yeah if you so want to talk to taylor join us on discord or, on, or Instagram. In, on Instagram. More likely on Instagram. You won't find me. I'll find you. Yes. There you go. I like that. That is not a promise. That is a threat. <laughs> All right. Any final words before we begin? No. Uh, can I open the book and start reading now? You may. Thank you. All right. I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta go. Only to the end of chapter 20. That is what I have to say. Fine. Yes. All right. Goodbye, everyone. Happy reading. <laughs>